This is the Amon Green Show on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back into the Amon Green Show here on Ticket Weeknights. I'm Harrison Arns running the ones and twos. Quick programming notes. No speed and power tonight and no don't punt hour tonight because we got some state high school football for you guys with Nick Sater on the call starting right at 7 o'clock. You got number one, Bennington, and number three, Omaha, Scott Catholic. Should be a good one, as always. But to preview this one, again, you guys can always join the show, 402-464-5685. I just want to get your thoughts on the Nebraska-Wisconsin overtime loss. It was another tough yeah, game. Tough one. Um, I, can't, I can't even remember the last overtime one win we've had. Uh, but Nebraska falls 17-24, to 5-6. and six. Badgers get their bowl eligibility game, obviously beating the Huskers who now sit six and five. Mm-hmm. Nebraska's got one left. So we won't talk about Iowa just yet, but what are your overall thoughts for Nebraska football? Pretty much no turnovers except for the one at the end there where Chubba Purdy just had to do everything he can to try to make a play. Ends yeah. up in an interception. And uh, you're not probably really going to count that one. Now, as a coach, as, as a coaching staff now, because you got to throw it up, give your receivers, as I say, give your player a shot, give your teammate a shot to catch the ball. Um, maybe a little bit higher, maybe into the end zone. That's the only other critique I could say. But to have 105 yards rushing, 169 passing, he gave his full effort. Everybody on that team, you know, Emmett Johnson's been running good, Anthony Grad as well um, in terms of the run game. Um, yeah, they did their job giving the horse that Braylon Allen the rock, the rock 22 times. So mm-hmm. that, that, that hits on the defense. I don't care which way the game goes. Um, 22 carries a lot for a guy. And then also a lot for defense to take that guy. I mean, because I was I was a, p- a key instrument in that myself. I understood that if I got 20 carries or more, we're wearing this defense out physically and emotionally and mentally or physically and mentally and emotionally because come fourth quarter, we're still getting the ball. We're still budging. We're still hitting the hammer, you know, to the nail. And so I knew I called this game earlier this season. I said, this is going to be a tough game. Um Always is it feels like. Yeah. It's a it's probably the truest of true rivalries. I know we not we in this room, no, not us, but other people have created next this upcoming game as the rivalry. I'll say this with with uh asterisks. But this is the one that's become the rivalry in true natural form because I remember being at these Wisconsin games in Camp Randall, living in Wisconsin, being the only Husker fans holding my ground mm-hmm. and giving it Back to the Badgers, just as the fans are giving it to me. I remember one guy, Ty Wingler, good friend of mine. I'm in his suite. Like, he's a suite owner <laughs> at Camp Randall. And, of course, they giving me the business. They talking. And this is, they had every right to. Mm-hmm. They had a guy by the name of Melvin Gordon set a whole new NCAA rushing record against us. So yeah, I don't like thinking about that game. Yeah, I was <laughs> at that game in the stadium. Uh, Demorne Pearson, who's after you, was playing in that game. It's not a fun. I was in about the game. stadium. I was with the with the uh, hundred feet up. The fans of the Badgers in the suite in my face Ugh. every moment. He got the rock. Love him to death. Great guy. Actually, coached against him in high school. He went to um, what is it? Uh, Kenosha Bradford. Very good high school. Prominent high school. One of those high schools that they churn out running backs and O-line for Wisconsin or Illinois or Northwestern, whatever. Mm-hmm. They put them out, especially running backs. He, before him was another kid that rushed for like 2,000 yards in his season. Melvin t- did too. So hats off to him. 
Hats off to that Badger offense for, for that at that time, but still. Like I said, I've been in that stadium. It gets rocking, so it's a tough place, good, inv- tough environment. Our guys came in there and handled it by, sh- you know, keeping them really, you know, qu- down and, and quiet, quiet. You know, twenty-two carries, sixty-two yards. That's two. That's only. That's right under three yard average. That's not. Yeah, they did not a, a good day. I thought they know? did a good job on Allen. It was really the QB Very good runs. Job. The QB runs is what surprisingly was giving them a lot of problems. Yeah, you know, it was and, and, one key drive with Allen, and then after that, they definitely shifted and out. Was giving us a lot of problems. And what happens with the quarterback runs is just a quarterback. Even Chubba did it too. Excuse me. He had 105 yards, so it's just offbeat mm-hmm. because you're knowing that they're a good passer. Mordecai did okay passing the ball 160, and Chuba did too. So when you you got to tr- you got to you know you got as a defender you got to trust that quarterback. You got basically you got to be honest. You can't cheat your yeah, coverage. Real dual threat, right? So when you have just go drop back in coverage as a linebacker or a DB, you got to be honest. You're like, all right, I'm sitting. I got to get to my cover three or cover two responsibility zone, I got to get back there because if not, it's a receiver going to go in my area that's going to be open. So I got to drop back. I got to get in my zone. So then a smart quarterback, as Mordecai, as Purdy then, and we've seen it around college football, they will just take the – because obviously zone gives up yardage. It's Mm -hmm. a cushion there. So that's a hard place. It's not really you can blame the defenders. They're playing – they got to play their technique. Unless it's man, then it's different. Um, Then it has got to be make sure they get in good – Tackle the position and don't miss. Don't let, you know, Mordecai wasn't really, he's not a Lamar Jackson, but he had all that space. He would pick and choose on them zone coverages to break the pocket, being smart to pick up the yardage, just help his team win and do it at key times. So, you know, from that part, what I saw in the game, you know, that was just him being an athlete, trying to make a play, you know, with his legs or his arms. Same with Purdy, doing a good job, you know, getting up and down the field. But I say in the start of the game, I think we don't start fast. I mean, we don't start slow. Then the fourth quarter, you know, comes a little bit better. Mm-hmm. We could then, if we start it fast, get ahead. But obviously, this is all in hindsight. But that's what you want. You against a rivalry game like this, you gotta have that start fast, or you gotta start have the have that start where it's a stalemate first quarter. Mm-hmm. That it's no score, or it is if it is a score, it's still tight. Seven seven or three three or ten ten, where you have that equal part because as a away team. It only takes a few plays, then you could grab momentum very fast when it's still tied up or 0-0 coming out of the first quarter. But coming out, you know, where they were behind most of the game and then now trying to just get back into it. So you do that effort, you exert that effort and time. Now obviously play calling too. So that just gives that team, that that team that's trying to come back, this is it just seems like it's a little bit more of a hump than keeping it even throughout the first quarter. First and second, yeah. I say first quarter and first half. It, it was tough, right? Because you kind of mentioned it, right? You go up 14 nothing immediately it feels like out the gates and it's like here comes nebraska uh then you get into stalemate and then you just feel like after that first quarter it was wisconsin they get it 10 to 14 going into half it's like Mm -hmm. okay you're still holding on to a little bit of a lead third quarter comes by they score again and you just slowly it just felt like wisconsin completely took over and like you said that momentum Mm -hmm. you're at camp randall uh the momentum's there here comes jump around place is going crazy and we just couldn't ever grab it back until that last drive where now we do elect instead of trying to be aggressive and go for the touchdown like last week, which ended in a pick, we go for the field goal, send it into overtime, but fall short there. Were you mm-hmm. surprised at all that last week we were aggressive this week? We took one shot, um, had another chance to, but instead we let time run so we can just quick take the timeout and field goal. Would you think to go aggressive again to end that with about 
I think it was maybe like six uh, yards from the first down, which just set you up for another first and goal with about 20 to 30, 20 to 25 seconds left. Um, I say maybe, yeah, because it's, it's just the type of game that you want. And obviously you need, I mean, both game, both teams in this game are fighting for bowl eligibility, mm-hmm. you know, going bowling. And so I think, you know, for myself, I believe I could see where we're at, ask the players, hey, what y'all want to do? You know, put it in their hands and say, you know, this is decision going to put on y'all shoulders, you know, so we could go out here and try to get this done game. But it was, as I said, played well on both sides. It was a game to watch. Um, I actually had it reversed in my head. I'm thinking, you know, it was Wisconsin. No, we were up, but then having them grab the momentum back, yeah. that was my mistake. They felt like they ago. grabbed it pretty fast, too. Yeah. Like, I'm what you're saying. Like, even though we went up early, just, man, after that, it was, you know, three and outs and then. Yeah. And that was, was a lot more effective early on. And that was the part of losing, losing that momentum. Those three and outs is what I think now, as we experience this, that bitter taste in the back of our throats mm-hmm. is going to sit for today, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or and then Friday. And then whatever happens, regardless of what happens Friday, it's going to sit with you for the offseason. Because now they're going to be coming up, what, next year? Coming down here, mm-hmm. same most of the majority same team. I believe Braylon should be on the roster. If you, I mean, he could probably go pro now. He's a junior. Yeah, he. I'm, if I'm him, I'd have to look at the rest of the class, see how many running backs are in there. But I think it's going to be a decent class for backs. But he's still going to be one of the premier. Yeah. So I would be surprised if he comes back. Right. So, but just saying for us though, that taste is in the back of my throat because I remember losing the ASU in Arizona State, but we were done playing them. But I'm like. After that game, we pretty much turned it on. It was like, we got to take the rest of this, you know, where we want to be, you know, finish our game, finish our season. And we did. We just finished a little bit, a game short, losing to a Texas in the Big 12. But having that loss, 19 to nothing, mm-hmm. that's a bitter taste you don't like. And then you want to recorrect, you want to correct that, you know, the next game. And that's what we did. We did that for the next 12 games. But for us, for these guys here now, is now that feeling of, okay, we, we're in, we're in a lot a lot more control than what it, what we know. And that confidence that I talked about earlier this season is there. They understand it. So this game, this this weekend, this uh, Friday, it's going to be fun to watch just like they all have been. But uh, like I said, it's just a couple plays here and there. It's just more mistakes that did or didn't happen to keep things looking you know, tidy against a good rivalry team right here. In terms of Wisconsin, that's what you got to do. You got to eliminate those mistakes, and then you just what's it? That's what you learn, and how this is experience for getting better for the next year, and then the next year, and then for the next class of players coming in, freshmen that come in, transfer portal kids, what have you. Now they have the veterans in the locker room to say, "Hey, we remember, we remember where we were at in Camp Randall last year in 2023. What that feeling was like mm-hmm. sitting in the locker room." At that, after that overtime loss, and seeing that Wisconsin go across the Hero Trophy, uh, exactly, that, or not the what is it the what's the name of the, at the Hero's Trophy? Great, that's a great question. I don't know. <laughs> it's been out of our. I know they have a trophy so long. I do like that because I did that. You know what I did when they started that here in the Big Ten? Well, they already they've been doing it for years with the Brown Jug and um, other colleges in the Big Ten, and so I did that at Lakeland between all the Wisconsin schools, uh, D three schools. We had a little cup game series thing. Um, I can't remember. I can't remember the name of that either. Freedom Trophy. There we go. So That's Wisconsin. Freedom. It's the yeah. Freedom Trophy. So we did that for esports too, and I mean, mm-hmm. we might be able to do it here. We uh, we're doing a Call of Duty event very soon, um, come either January or February. It's going to be the Corn Cup. 
Yeah, for, I like for, it. For Call of Duty. I like it. That's a good name. <laughs> that works out perfect. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's tough, right? When you forget the name of the trophy because yeah. it's been over in Madison for so long. It, it's no, I just, these, no. It just hurts because it just, for me, I was screaming at my TV. You know, it just felt yeah. so personal. The, just the Wisconsin being Wisconsin. They're wearing your colors. They're doing everything that Matt Rule wants to be. It just felt like, damn, another year of everything we're trying to get back to. And here comes Wisconsin kind of being what Nebraska used to be. And that's why it's a true rivalry. Yeah, it's per- it, that's it, why uh, it is what it is. So mm-hmm. regardless if it was us, it was them, it was Big Ten or whatever saying this is not a rivalry. This is a, this is a rivalry. Mm-hmm. And so sitting in that, like I said, sitting in that suite, Getting the business from all these Badger fans. I just tell them all the time, how many rings y'all got? <laughs> Get out of my face. That's a great one. <laughs> Get out, how many rings y'all got? Did you leave not, that sweet Not Rose Bowl. Any, uh, any injuries? I feel like no. that's a heavy <laughs> tough Oh, one. if it even got to that level, it'd been, they would have been broken up. <laughs> I would have went a Fiesta Bowl on them or Orange Bowl on them in there. I've had I've had fans ask me that. I'm like, can you run me over? Really? I'm like, no. I that's like when that. they ask the UFC fighter. It's like, just punch me one time. I just want to see. Yeah, it. that's it's what like, guys no, like. No, you don't. It's like, I want, I want, can you run me over? I'm like, you have insurance? I said, that's going to be a hard claim. Because mm-hmm. you intentionally asked a person who at one point in time body was a legal weapon. During, I remember I, stayed, I, just, I saw something on TV where they said NFL, you know, certain athletes, their bodies are or presumed as lethal weapons and football players was one along with like MMA fighters, I think that's, rugby players, stuff like that. It seems ridiculous, but it's, it makes sense. Makes sense because you guys literally could, there, there isn't too many people walking around uh, that could stop any of you. No, <laughs> like especially UFC fighters, even the woman, right? I don't care if I'm fighting like the lightest, they could choke you class. out. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll get me in clinch. Something. Even if I'm bigger and stronger, they'll find a way to get me Tap where out. I just don't have my arms. Do you ever see the video of Francis and Gano? Where a fan gets him to punch him, and he's like, are you sure? No, I got to look that up. That's a great – I'll send it to you. We got to go to break here. but uh, I would love to break. see that. And for all those listening, if you're not driving, I'd recommend it as well. It's absolutely insane. Uh, oh the, the tenacity to even want a guy of that size who's arguably – I mean, he just beat – should have beaten Tyson Fury. Right. It went to decision. Everyone, I thought, Ngannou won. But Tyson Fury was, you know, boxing legend. Francis Ngannou, no experience in boxing. Other than UFC, right? He goes in there, makes it a close fight, and you, you can see Fury gets dropped, and his eyes are like, "Oh my god!" The amount of power oh, yeah. he has in his hands. Yeah. So legal weapons seems like a fair, yeah, <laughs> fair label for those guys. Yeah. But we'll throw it to break here. This is the Amon Green Show. Amon Green, in the name of the show, host as always. I'm Harrison. Ones and twos. We'll talk to you guys on the other side.